Hello, 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 and welcome to Studio Three Arts In Conversation. My name is Liza Valence, and I'm artistic director here at Studio Three Arts, and I am chuffed to bits to welcome you to our new podcast. Now, this podcast, In Conversation, is all about juicy conversations with artists, artists that we're working with here at Studio Three Arts and artists beyond. Um, and what we're really interested in is talking to artists about their practice, their ideas, where they get their inspiration from, if they have a connection to Barkin and Dagenham, and all the stuff that makes them who they are. So you are in for a treat if you're interested in art theatre dance music craft all of that stuff this is going to be the podcast for you it's really really informal i uh, hope you enjoy it if you've got any questions for me or for any of the artists that you hear on the podcast do please get in touch check us out on social media studio three arts or visit the website www.studio3arts.org.uk Let's get into it. Morning, everybody. Um, I am at my desk again uh, for this podcast, clearing through the quagmire of 14 months worth of stuff that no one has touched, which is a bit like a strange Studio Three Arts time capsule in a funny sort of way. So it is a very welcome break from doing all of that, that I have got the lovely Mia with me on the podcast today, um, who is one of our Windows in artists who's going to be showing uh, soon in Vicarageville Shopping Centre. So um, I'm going to hand over to her to introduce herself and tell you a little bit, tell you all a little bit about her practice. Um, yeah, good morning. Morning, how are you? I'm good, how's it going? <laughs> good, thank you. Yeah, I am um, Mia. I am currently an MA student at Goldsmiths. I'm an artist and a practitioner and um, yeah, my practice is situated around woven textiles but is um very um people-based it's basically um there's a lot of things that I focus on around textiles but maybe not in the not in the traditional sense of textile design um but yeah it's the my whole practice is situated around woven textiles love it and I think you might be one of maybe only two textile artists that we're working with um on Windows mm -hmm. and um, I like, was really taken by by your stuff when you when you submitted it because it's like your work is like it's a it's a it's a simple concept but delivered in such a sophisticated, clever, political and funny way that I've never seen it kind of used in that way like I've seen I mean we're talking sort of slightly abstractly here because people won't have seen your work yet but when when they see it they'll understand but do you want to explain a little bit about the pieces that you're bringing so that this conversation will make sense to people that isn't just me and you yeah of course um so it's a very site-specific sort of in window installation obviously for the for the window front um which is a lot of what my work is sort of venturing into is really sort of um, site-specific pieces, larger scale installation, which I'm really drawn to because I really want to push the boundaries of how people sort of experience textiles, where they tend to see textiles and just generally mm. how it's kind of perceived um, on an everyday basis, but then also within the art world. Mm. Um, but it's um, very, the concept of it was particularly um, community-based and community-driven, which is what a lot of my work is. But then obviously um, the brief for Windows and that's obviously why I was naturally really gravitated towards what the brief um, was for this mm. project. Um, but it's gonna be a, I work a lot with text and the relationship between text and textiles and, mm. 
Um, so it's going to be text-based and um, produced with all loose yarn. Um, but the, in terms of the physicality of it, I really wanted to think of a way to not only combine text and textiles in this physical space, mm. but also thinking of a way of reading text and experiencing text, especially on a public format yeah. um, in a new way that was something a bit different. So the mm -hmm. yarn will be um, sort of filling the negative space of the text and behind the sort of yarn installation will be a sort of backdrop of woven fabric. And that will be what allows you to read the text because that will be the backdrop that sort of mm -hmm. fills the space of the text. And it's titled, We Belong Here Together. And that's the text that's going to be shown in the center of the window. Lush, that just <laughs> so much of what we do at Studio Three Arts. And, and the best thing I think about this whole thing is the shop directly opposite our shop is a haberdashery. So there is just this beautiful kind of moment where, you know, this actual textiles shop opposite is going to be facing this beautiful textiles installation about us all belonging here together. Yeah. And I just think that is like life imitating art, imitating life, imitating <laughs> art and it goes. I think it's just one of the coolest aspects of, of your commission, actually, is that, you know, like the juxtaposition of textiles being sold opposite textiles being celebrated. Yeah, no, I love that. And especially because the, um, again, the concept of the piece and why I chose the language that I did, I was, I'm really, really, um, I got really focused on this idea of belonging, which is why I wanted the word belong to be in there. Um, especially given the time that the, um, the commission came about um, last year was, it just felt like in every corner of the world, everything was just going to shit, you know what I mean? Like everything was just um, feeling intensely chaotic um, yeah. and miserable at that point. And it was just this, I really started to think about this idea of, um, especially when thinking about um, personal perspectives and then as a community, mm. um, this idea of belonging to a space, an environment, um, which I don't, know if we ever you know sit back and think about that a lot we just we live where we live or or circumstances brought us there but yeah just a thought wanted to give this I guess moment of thought or reflection on I belong wherever mm -hmm. I call my home you know I belong mm -hmm. in this space and in this environment wherever that yeah is. and actually I think you know the the sort of trauma that we all faced last year sort of drew those kind of moments of connection and belonging a bit closer to the surface didn't they and yeah. you know you saw sort of like neighborhood action groups springing up and you know people going out and collecting other people's prescriptions and just those kind of day-to-day -day, um, acts of neighborliness and of kind of community belonging suddenly mm -hmm. you know I hope we don't lose that I hope we yeah. don't lose that because I think that was some of the really important stuff that came out of like a mega terrible time they were just these lovely little jewels of selflessness I suppose yeah no 100% there really was um I just remember in the very midst of writing this proposal mm. all, all the sort of covid madness of 
uh, seeing videos go viral of people shouting at old women in the Tesco Metro because they've taken the last slew roll or something, you know, just like yeah. absolute ridiculousness. But then it was also in the midst of um, uh, Black Lives Matter protests at that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you go from, you know, it just went from the the worst stuff to worry about to like the most ridiculous stuff that people were mm. uh, sort of fighting over, which that's kind of, I think what I was really in my head at, at that point of just um, writing this mm. uh, proposal. But yeah, there's definitely been some really lovely moments of um, senses of community, even if it was just online, sort of people chatting online because they were in lockdown and, you know. Yeah, yeah and I don't know about you, but I found, I reconnected with a couple of my girlfriends that I haven't really seen since school. And I'm like 8,000 years old. So it was a long time <laughs> seeing these people. And, you know, we chat every week now. And, mm. in, you know, in a funny sort of way, like there was nothing stopping us from doing that before we were in yeah. the pandemic. But there was something about just like being reminded of your own like mortality or of your own sense of connections and who you matter to and all that stuff sort of became more urgent in a funny sort of way. Yeah, no, definitely. I found that as well. Did you have the, um, did you do the Zoom quizzes, pub quizzes or whatever? Yeah. I, me <laughs> and my friend Melissa, we, we hosted like something like 17 like weekly consecutive quizzes with, you know, all sorts of rounds, fancy dressing. <laughs> with people from all over the UK joining in, it became a bit of a cult thing. And then I was a bit mm -hmm. like, I've got to stop doing this. <laughs> yeah, it's getting a bit much. <laughs> I was like stressing about writing a new quiz, you know. But um, yeah. yeah, but it meant a lot to a lot of people. Do yeah, you know what I mean? and those little moments of finding new ways to connect and creating sort of new bonds. Yeah, was, was really important, I think. And I think that's um, that's why I really liked your proposal because textiles is a really very simple metaphoric figurative way of describing the bonds between people you know this sense of like yeah woven ties all that stuff it's really simple to kind of read as a as a metaphor for community yeah 100 percent. well I mean the the main reason that I think the more my practice has developed it's um really come to light why I was drawn to studying textile design at university because mm. that's obviously I studied weave weaving mm. um but I but I knew I wasn't a weaver in the in the traditional sense. I knew I didn't want to design woven products for function. Um, but I just fell in love with weaving. Mm. But throughout studying, when you're in, when you're studying a course, it's called textile design. And as much as it was very free and very open, and my practice was very much in line with a fine art practice, um, there was still a lot of questioning around where my mm. practice sits between art and craft and design and. I mean, if anything, the more I'm going into my practice, the more I'm getting more confident with my titles, I guess, as, yeah. a, as a practitioner or whatever, um, the less I'm questioning that I need to worry about where it sits in them lines, like, at all. But yeah, um, the reason mm. I love textiles so much and woven textiles in particular is where, I, where my focus lies, is the humanness of it the yeah. everydayness of it the familiarity that we all have and the heart of my fan um sorry the heart of my practice right now and I can't see this sort of fading because it's really something I'm sort of set on investigating sort of as much as I can is mm -hmm. um the way we're all connected through cloth 
And yeah. it's such a simple and almost sounds like a silly thing, but I've become so hooked on this idea that we are all so intensely connected through cloth because mm. through loads of trajectories, like the, you know, our intimate bodily relationships with it, that we all experience it every mm. day. The, um, the, the way, no matter what your financial background is, it's something you've experienced, our sort of connections to memory with it, our sensory mm. experiences, you know, it's just so, it's yeah. so, um, it's so rooted in our everyday and it shapes yeah. how we live that, that we've just all got this connection to it and this relationship that we might not ever call a relationship. So I'm really wanting to sort of explore that. I think that's still fascinating. I think also, if I was you, I would definitely have a business card that says Weaver because that's just like some type of mystical magic. <laughs> yeah. I'm a There's something nice about calling yourself a Weaver. Yeah, like no one could question that. That just feels like, you know, you came from a time machine or something. I'm a Weaver, of course I'm yeah. a Weaver. <laughs> no, I, I think you're totally right. And, you know, everyone's got a memory of like their little blankie when they were growing up or their wedding dress or their prom suit or whatever everyone's got a relationship to um textiles and fabric that has shaped their 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 self in some way and it's as you say it's quite a it's quite a base level human sort of functional thing isn't it our relationship with textiles but that's what I think makes it so magic is that I don't think we think well obviously I'm biased because I'm really interested (laughs) in this but we in my opinion we just don't see it as much it's so every day and it's Mm -hmm. so such a common material in our lives to the point where we rely on it we couldn't imagine living without it that it's sort of in the shadows a bit you know in terms of thinking about it as this magic material that gives us so much and but you know from from ranging from just the fact that we rely on it and how important how important it is now in our lives from loads of different reasons to then it you know having connections to identity and people expressing themselves and there's just there's all the right there's just so much for me that I want to look at with sort of um woven textiles and what comes along with that on a with our relationship with it that yeah I will end up waffling because I've just see I see so many avenues with it I I think it's really exciting and I I love it when you see that twinkle in someone's eye when they talk about the thing that really sort of um gives them that fire yeah, and I think I understand it though when I'm talking about fabric they go you really that passionate about fabric? <laughs> I really am yeah I think it's really, <laughs> absolutely more power to you I think I think that's brilliant and yeah I, I love it when you see that it, and it doesn't matter what it is when when you see somebody light up when they're talking about the thing that brings them life I just think that is joyful absolutely joyful so um what what else are you working on at the minute have you got other commissions line up or you you know you, you're still in the thick of your MA like what's happening um I'm definitely in the thick of my MA but I actually have just installed an exhibition in Leeds um it's called the ones to watch 2021 Mm -hmm. uh, in Sunnybank Mills and I did a um again it was a site-specific piece but it was um a large-scale uh hand-woven piece so I'm talking floor to ceiling four and a half meters high sort of woven piece it really hurt my body to make but it's um, how long did that take you to produce uh, the actual installation, I managed luckily to, with barely a break, so I could get it done in the day, managed to whack it out in about eight to nine hours. Oh my God. Um, but so obviously prep beforehand, sort of made some concrete and things like that to prep. Yeah. To prep things around it. But yeah, it was, I love it though. I really, 
love um being very physically active with my work mm-hmm. um which is I guess maybe why I'm partly why I'm drawn to maybe doing larger scale mm-hmm. things but I'm yeah I, I love using you wouldn't think that to weave you know you would um use your whole body but when you even think about weaving on a loom um you really do find that you're using your whole body and you put in your body ah. quite a bit of um stress and um I love the idea of thinking about that when I'm weaving in a different way put how can I use my whole body to weave this piece um, yeah so yeah, yeah I've got that that runs until uh 6th of June um yeah in these so that's that's been really lovely and it's a really lovely group exhibition so there's some really mm. really nice other pieces on I think it's quite performative as well I think there's mm. like you know when when I sort of teach theatre and stuff to young people what I, I generally say is like one of the main things that makes it a performance is we know the rules and the audience don't we know what we're about to do and they don't and you know it's really similar to to your practice in that sense where you know you've got this task that needs to be done at the loom or wherever else and it's really quite fascinating and mesmerizing to watch and we see this thing emerge and you know there's going to be a final product from it I think that almost like as a sort of installation performance type thing I'd watch it yeah (laughs) it's weird that you say that because I particularly in this past six months I've become really infatuated with dance and performance because I started within my practice looking at cloth as performative so I was really analyzing simple everyday movements Mm -hmm. um, and seeing how it performed and then I started doing a project called Universal Language which was about the the language of cloth that we all understand, the creases fold, you know, down to the fundamental, yeah. the basics of cloth, but that is so known in every language. We all understand it. We all um, experience it. Um, and really thinking about how cloth moves. Um, and I, I'm hoping in the future, I'm hoping in the near future, I get the opportunity to sort of collaborate with um, performers and dancers. Mm. Um, I mean, if only you were doing a commission with a multidisciplinary arts organisation in East London that works with all the dancers, eh, Mia? If only. I've seen all the the things you've been working on lately um, with dancers and dance troops Mm. and things like that, and it looks so fun. It looks incredible. It looks Mm. like you've been very busy at Studio 3 Arts as well. Yeah, a funny thing where, you know, we haven't had the opportunity to slow down in a pandemic. If anything, we've kind of accelerated because, you know, more people have needed more ways to connect so yeah. you know what I mean I think that's what we've been trying to sort of bridge the gap but yeah I think that would be a fascinating collaboration um yeah. you know I'm already thinking of some, yeah some choreographers in my mind thinking oh I must introduce them to Mia <laughs> yeah no I really I'd love that and it's um it's just fascinating I love I love um when you can collaborate with someone who works in a completely different realm to you you know they're still in the creative realm but their medium is completely different the way uh, the physicality of the work is so different but the the, how how you think about your work shares such similarities and crossovers that it can then create something really magic Mm, yeah absolutely how exciting I'm so happy that you're coming to show your work with us um I think it's I think it's been really exciting and we've got to find a way to sort of capture I don't know through photography or film or something 
the idea of your textiles facing this textiles shop opposite I'm, I'm just a bit obsessed oh, yeah. with that but we've got to do that we'll, we'll find a way to do that but um yeah it's been really lovely to talk to you and I won't keep you any longer because you know I'm sure you've got something to weave because you are a weaver <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah uh all of the details of when your work is up are going to be going out with this podcast and so everybody that's listening all the many billions of people across yeah. the world who are listening right now will find out about that and they will all flock to Barking in a socially distanced way of course to see your work um but yeah it's been lovely to chat to you and um I'm looking forward to meeting you in person really soon yeah you too you too have a lovely rest of your day take care So that's all from Studio Through Arts in conversation today. I hope you enjoyed the chat. My name's Liza. Please do join us for the next podcast in the series. Look out on our website and on our social media pages to find out all the information. Have a fantastic day. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you soon. Ta-da.